This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Everybody's got some opinion or position on that, including Elizabeth May, leader of the Green Party of Canada. So let's find out what that is. Ms. May, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, John, and thank you for having me back on. I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate your joining us here. I'm kind of curious as to your position. I mean, you know, you're a, a female in the House of Commons and seeing these two. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Jody Wilson-Raybould is out from your part of the country as well. Uh mm-hmm. So you understand the impact of what's played out here. What are your thoughts on all of this? Yeah, and actually Jody Wilson-Raybould's original First Nations territory is on Vancouver Island. I'm, my riding is southern Vancouver Island, and the Kwakwakwak First Nation territory is on uh, further up north near Qua- on Quadra Island area. So I have immense respect for her. Uh, and I was really, frankly, regardless of partisanship, when she was made Minister of Justice, I, was, I, was, I can remember feeling very emotional, quite overjoyed. And proud of Canada that we had an Indigenous woman lawyer of her intelligence and integrity as our Minister of Justice. So, and Jane Philpott and I only became friends after uh, she joined Cabinet, and I worked with her when she was Minister of Health, and again when she was Minister of Indigenous Services. Uh, uh, For both uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jane Philpott, I have and will always have nothing but respect. Uh, They are quite uh, formidable and uh, hardworking and obviously prepared to put integrity ahead of their political careers, which is, you got to admit, pretty rare in politics. Needless to say, and uh, it's interesting how it played out with the caucus, you know, sort of circling the wagons and cheering when they were dismissed or the announcement came, uh, which maybe uh, shows you that certain values uh, get sublimated to the leader in the PMO. Uh, But let me ask you, because out out west there on Vancouver Island, as you say, uh, that's her home, I guess her ancestral home. Is this a betrayal? Is this seen as a betrayal uh, towards the indigenous nations or indigenous peoples? Well, it certainly is um, by, and it's it, it, even, I mean, when when she was first shuffled out of J- the Department Minister of Justice position, I mean, I, I you, you can check all those things that are live forever in Twitter feeds, but I posted, like, I'm really baffled. How could this happen? She was doing a really good job. It just didn't make sense to me. And, but right away, we heard from Indigenous leadership saying, this is a betrayal. Indigenous people uh, were, you know, were counting on her ongoing role. And certainly, as it played out, that sense of anger and betrayal has grown. So a a lot of Indigenous leaders are saying, well, this is the end of the attempts at reconciliation. I hope that's not true, but it sets us back because achieving justice and reconciliation takes really understanding issues of colonialism and oppression. And, And it's so interesting that who was defending the rule of law in Canada, which is, of course, you know, and our colonial institutions to the, you know, and I know this may sound strange to Ontario ears, to Toronto ears, the notion that everything about the institution of the government of Canada represents colonialism if you're Indigenous and live, and your ancestral home has been here for eight to 10,000 years. You, you know, this, we, are, we are settler culture people who have created colonial institutions and principles. The person who was standing firm to defend the constitutional principle of prosecutorial independence was our only ever Indigenous Minister of Justice, Jody Wilson-Raybould. And she's still trying. I mean, I'm quite, John, I'm sure you noticed today, uh, somebody leaked something that was portrayed as Jody Wilson-Raybould's list of demands. Just flip that around and think, this is actually a, a good advice. This is giving the Prime Minister a pathway to get through this, uh, to say anybody who gave him bad legal advice, and clearly 
um, he did not receive good legal advice, should be removed. The clerk of the Privy Council was completely out of line in continuing to press the former attorney general. So was uh, the, the, um, the, I don't know the details to why Matthew Bouchard is listed as someone that in her advice to the prime minister should be removed and not the only other lawyer who was actually working in PMO along with Matthew Bouchard. But I would tell the prime minister any time that you, this makes sense. You have to apologize. You you violated the principle of, of consti- the constitutional principle of prosecutorial independence. And it's clear that in so doing, the prime minister was unaware it was a violation. And so, too, was the principal secretary unaware. So, too, was the clerk of the Privy Council completely unaware that this going back to Jody Wilson-Raybould to say, well, look at this and look at that. The constitutional principle of prosecutorial independence is to protect the decision that was made not by Jody Mm Wilson-Raybould, but made by the director of public prosecutions who looked at the evidence they'd collected against SNC-Lavalin and said, does this fit? the circumstances when we can enter into a negotiation for a deferred prosecution agreement. And that independent legal expert not elected, the director of public prosecutions decided, nope, this does not fit a case where we would even begin to enter negotiations. Right. She wanted to proceed with the criminal, uh, the whole uh, trial thing. But here's, you know, it's interesting when you cite these uh, five demands that Jody Wilson-Raybould had, you know, I see this again as an attempt to perhaps discredit her or cast her in a negative light. One of the demands of which has been lit on now that uh, because she was insistent that a replacement, David Lametti, would not offer a DPA. And so right. they're saying, well, this is sort of uh, interference, isn't this political interference into, uh, you know, a prosecution? Let's leave that for now. I wanted well, to I ask you. Say, can I just say really quickly, John, the reason it isn't is the principle of prosecutorial independence is to protect the person who made the decision, not the attorney general who reviewed the decision and mm-hmm. said it's appropriate, I will not intervene. No minister of justice, not even the new one or, or attorney general, should intervene when the decision was made by the director of public prosecutions. This case goes to trial. You can't have political interference after that point. Again, with Elizabeth May, uh, just quickly, I've got to ask, I mean, does this shift liberal fortunes in B.C.? And could you, for want of a better term, I guess, uh, take advantage of such? Well, I mean, obviously, I think every party uh, is looking at a landscape where the next election will be unlike others. We are going to have six parties elected to the House of Commons. That's new. The vote on the right is going to be split with Maxime Bernier and the People's Party running candidates in every riding. We know the liberal brand is going to be at least somewhat tarnished. I'm very hopeful that we'll elect a lot more Greens and not just in British Columbia, uh, where we can go into Parliament uh, because we like working cooperatively, that is kind of in our DNA, and work with parties in a minority Parliament to give Canadians much better government than we've been getting. And I don't just mean uh, from a Trudeau administration, I mean nine years under Harper, you can go back quite a while to find a government that worked as well as, for instance, Lester B. Pearson in a minority parliament. Elizabeth, uh, let me ask you finally here. I've got to cut to a chase of sorts yeah. because uh, there was an interesting piece in the Financial Post about uh, how America has signed off on three oil pipelines to carry 2.4 million barrels of oil a day. And we're still dithering on this. This is that Bill C-69 that's before the House uh, I mean, are we being overregulated here and maybe sacrificing our economy on the altar of fighting climate change or being resistant to uh, developing our fossil fuels? Well, here's a shocker, John. I think Bill C-69 is so poorly drafted it shouldn't be passed as is. It needs massive 
updating uh, for some reason that I, I find baffling. Um, uh, Environment Minister McKenna has maintained and preserved Stephen Harper's architecture for environmental review. So C69, uh, which the Alberta pro-pipeline people are fighting as if it's an anti-pipeline bill. Isn't it, though? No, it's just an extremely badly drafted piece of legislation that will maintain Harper's slashing of environmental assessment, which we used to we used to review up to 4,000 projects a year that were federal projects. Under Harper, it went down to under 100. Under this C69, it will stay at under 100. The thing that's been injected into C69 is the idea that the Minister of Environment can at any point sort of intervene and say, okay, this pipeline is approved. Yeah, he could expedite it. Pipeline is not approved, but either way, it's too much ministerial discretion on a on a framework and in an architecture that is massively flawed. So All that right. bill needs a lot of improvement. But frankly, we, when we're looking at the climate crisis, we are have we have to make a decision as humanity that if we want to survive, we're going off fossil fuels. So every decision needs to. And the liberals have not improved. Over Stephen Harper's target, we're still operating under the weakest target in the industrialized world. So while the liberals claim they're climate leaders, they're only climate leaders compared to someone like Andrew Scheer, who doesn't understand climate science. Well, he's going to join us here shortly. I'll ask know, him about ask that. Him, ask him when he was last briefed by a climate scientist. Well, uh, you know, meanwhile, Alberta's bleeding, but we'll let it go at that. Elizabeth, no. I've got to let you go. Honest to God, I do. Uh, <laughs> we're out of time. I don't want to... I love you, John. All right, you got it. Elizabeth May, leader of the Green Party of Canada, and Andrew Scheer will offer up a rejoinder to that. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.